There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to 47 Survivors on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast on the ABC TV series The Crossing. I'm Terry. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 7 of The Crossing. Oh my gosh. So we had good and bad news, kind of. <laughs> What's the good news? Um, you're back. Yes, uh, there there's you go. good news. Uh-huh. We got Terry back. Gotcha. <laughs> Okay, smart Alex. And it was a really good. It was a really good episode. <laughs> yes, it was. So yes, it was. Meh. Bad news. Juicy episode. Bad news. They are not renewing. Uh But you know what? I mean, honestly, with everything we've seen, with all of these other shows getting picked up either by other networks or streaming, you know, you never know. Something might happen, or they might realize that it was okay and bring it back mid-season. There's been weirder things that have been happening lately, so... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We never know. It might have a super strong finish, and they might change their mind. Right. So, that being said, let's talk about ratings, shall we? All right. Episode 7 brought in a 0.5 and a 2 share in adults 18 to 49 with 3.71 million viewers. And the Live Plus 7s have been delayed due to who the hell knows with... Nielsen. Maybe a anymore. cat was in there and like unplugged yeah. <laughs> something. I don't know. Maybe an apex attacked uh, their offices and. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It was that friggin' bunny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so episode seven. Who's gonna take us in? I'll take us in since I've been away for a little bit. So let's talk about episode seven. It's titled "Some Dreamers of the Golden Dream." We start off here with tensions in the camp rise. Craig Lindauer agrees to allow a select group of refugees to take a trip into town, causing Jude to question the sudden show of goodwill. Yeah, and along with us. Right. Meanwhile, Hannah shares startling information with Marshall, and Caleb discovers that a survivor amongst them is an Apex Insider. Dun, dun, dun. That was creepy, that that girl. That was. But how are you going to drop something like that after you tell us, we're not going to renew? Yes. (laughs) Already filmed, silly girl. Don't matter. I know. Oh, man. All right. man, she likes to write on walls, I'll tell you. And she's kind of a smartass. She got a bit of a tood. Yeah. Yeah. When she was (laughs) asking about... Was it markers? And the lady looks at her like, what? And she has to explain large felt tip ink inside. It's like, oh, girl. Oh, is that what you mean, Dutto? And like, you and I would be having a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, the way she was writing, it was almost like Chinese wall hangings. Yeah, because she was writing down. Like in columns. Yeah. It it reminded me of The Matrix, too. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and the first like couple of letters we saw to me looked like a B, kind of sort of a B and an I, and then we didn't see the rest. And the next thing is like they're looking in, and it was like, uh, this girl's a little obsessed. Well, plus nobody knew what it was, which I thought was kind of strange. Caleb did. Well, yeah. Okay, I feel like we're jumping way ahead though. We (laughs) are. We're at the end already. Okay, that's uh, skip. Thanks for listening, everybody. There it is. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, hi. Have you met us yet? Yeah. Let's uh, let's start some general discussion. I guess I'll I'll take this one as well. Uh, something we're going to call the mental chess match: Jude versus Lindauer. I love the two scenes where he's getting uh, Lindauer's getting arrested, and then Jude is like questioning him and antagonizing him at the uh, at the uh, station. Love these scenes. Oh, man, I. Wanted to slap Lindauer so 
I don't know what it is with our shows lately. Like Steve and I talk and I'm, I just sound like an angry person all the time <laughs> because almost every show I want to slap somebody. And Linda, where's that guy in this show? Welcome to our new network, Cranky Fangirl Zone. Right? <laughs> She's hangry all the time. She's hangry. Have a schnickers. So Lindauer is trying to spin this uh, that Jude is trying to dramatize his small town life. So obviously, Lindauer, no big surprise here. He's, what is he, deputy undersecretary. He's got access to all kinds of files and anybody he wants. So clearly he knows Jude's background. Oh, absolutely he does. So he kind of regurgitates that up to Jude. and That made me worried. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, crap, what's he trying to say? Like, I could, you know, I know all this and you know nothing. And, well, I mean, basically, yeah, I know that's what he's trying to say. But, like, I feel like it's more, and I don't know, like, how to, to word well, what I'm saying. He's trying, to, he's trying to play mind games and really uh, wordplay with Jude. In other words, all the crap you went through. And you were trying to, and we got more of that story in this episode about the backstory. Right. And so now he's saying, in essence, not in so many words, you went after somebody who was a higher up from you. Now you're going after a deputy undersecretary who would be in America above you. So you're kind of like barking up the same tree again. You sure you really want to do that? Yeah. And in his smug little way. Yeah. (laughs) And I love Jude. Jude's like, uh, what was it? I don't quit or I can't, oh, I can't stop or something like that. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh. Yeah, I don't know. He, he got me really worried about, uh, Jude's family now. I mean, we already had that happen yeah. previously. Yeah. But now I feel like this guy is can really follow through. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Lindauer could. And Jude has said to him that he's one of the first arrivals. Lindauer doesn't deny it. So he's got that nailed, which we already knew. But uh, Jude basically says that to him, and Lindauer doesn't even flinch. So, well, you could be this, could be this, or you could have been one of them. Which actually, he actually accuses him of being complicit in Emma's disappearance as well. Yeah, does it really hurt more because she's a friend of yours? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, whoa! So it was like a, a ver- this mental chess match, also a verbal chess match. It was yeah, really just lobbing bombs across each other. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. And really, to me, except for the fact that Lindauer got released, thanks to the mayor. Oh, uh, it was, I rolled it my was, eyes so hard with that. I'm like, God. It was practically, I know, it was practically like a draw. Like, they fought to the draw. It was really good. So, yeah, the mayor's the one that breaks this all up, and she's kind of like, I got this weird call, and Jude's like, I got this guy here, and she's like, you got a a reason or something, or he's like, I got questions, and they're going back and forth. So he's having, not as intense, but a little bit of a back and forth with the mayor who goes into the room. Yeah. And basically, she gets a couple digs in on Lindauer, too. Not as strong as Jude does, but she gets a couple little minor little shots about, you know, this going on in my backyard. And then she said, appreciate your help. I forget the line, but something like, even though, oh, it came after the fact, or even though it was offered afterward, or something to that effect. Right, yeah. So she kind of... Well, let's have a tour tour of the town. Yeah. And she's like, well, that's very kind of, even though it was after the fact or afterward. So she got a couple little jabs. I don't think that she's showing that she's square standing right next to Jude as to what position she's taking up, but she's still trying to remain as, as neutral as she can, I guess. I feel right. like she, like you said, she, she's not like right next to Jude in regards to his stance, right? but she's not necessarily like, I'm going to totally ignore what you're saying. Right. So I, I think that's good. And I'm hoping that's good for our group in general, Right. but I don't well, know. I feel I like Linda was- is so slimy. Oh, he is. And I think she was kind of on the fence. Maybe in normal circumstances would side with Jude because he's the sheriff, she's the mayor. But I think when he tells her about the camp, she's like, you know, nobody's up there, whatever. He said, yeah, they are, you know. And I think that kind of tilts her a little bit in Jude's direction. Not enough to say, you know, it'll be a, it would be a two on one mental chess match. But, you know, I think, and if she digs in for any more information, as long as she doesn't go to Department of Homeland Security, <laughs> to get yeah. it. 
I think that she might end up siding more with Jude. If she does get information from Homeland Security, she's liable to side with Lindauer in the long run. So, who you think? Right. Uh-huh. And then you Lindauer. Think the whole thing was planned from the beginning by Lindauer. You- that he figured that Jude would find some reason to arrest him the night before, and he still wanted to have this tour of the town with certain specific people so that he could get what he wanted. Oh, I didn't even Lin- think about that. In Lindauer or Jude? Yes. Yes, I this see, is I a don't... masterful setup, I think, because of how it played out. And later on, when Jude's back at the office, he goes, this was way too easy. And he was right, because it was. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh man! I, I don't. I hadn't thought of that. I thought he kind of offered it on the spot because he knew he could pull the strings to make it happen that fast, and he only did it because Jude was kind of buttoned in. Here comes the mayor, so he's trying to appease the mayor to kind of keep her quiet because he he knows that the more people that he gets stirred up and against him, you know, the more resistance he is. Now, could he have had it set up all along, even before? Jude had him arrested? Sure. I don't put it past him, but I kind of thought this was this last-minute thing that he offered, you know, to kind of... But then, once he offered it, and Jude let him out, he put the word out, here's the people that I want to have let out. I think it could go either way, but I think, ultimately, Steve, I think what you're saying, I think he still got, from A to B, I think he still got to B, as far as who he picked to go on that trip, whether he planned it all along before the arrest, or... He set it up, you know, once he got out of the um, the sheriff's office. Right. Well, I'm I, my thought on it was if he just left the camp the way it was, mm-hmm. they're just waiting for Reese to show up and try to get Leah oh, out. Oh, sure. Sure. Why and do you think they're putting a fence up? Exactly. Yeah. But that it wasn't going to stop her. Oh, no. But so I mean, the I- best way the 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 best way for him to try to get a hold of Reese was to do it not inside the camp where you have Homeland Security agents there that may survive and then start questioning what their boss has been doing. So, And then it's going to be a, a bloodbath because everybody knows who Reese is and she's Apex and they don't like her. Right. So not, o- not only would you have Department of Homeland Security fighting her, but you'd have all the survivors, or at least most of them, except for this girl that likes to run on walls with markers. Yeah, at least that, who would want to fight her, and you'd have a lot of people dead. So, I, you know, that whole thing about where the, the, the DHS people were telling, you know, oh, it's for your protection, and they're like, well, you're, uh, Caleb's like, well, you're really locking this in here, really could have been either way, just crap that they're told to tell the survivors, or really, that really is to kind of keep her out. <laughs> you know? Right. So, and then, like you said, later that evening, he's sitting in the office, and he's like, you know, that whole thing was just, Way too easy. Which Not knowing was. what's going on with Reese and Leah. And by the way, just as a, as a point of order here, maybe it's not uniform across the entire United States. Are there a lot of public toilets that have lids to them? <laughs> I only know them that just have the seat that you can have down or lift up and then the bowl, and then you've got the, the plumbing behind it. Oh, but okay, Leah, I thought I was the only one who caught that. Cause I'm like, I was like... <laughs> That's a solid lid like you'd have at home. What's that doing in a public bathroom? Right. So I don't know. Is that is that something in your guys next to the woods? That, no. Uh, no. Okay. All right. okay. Okay, good. I'm okay, good we're all that. on board. No. <laughs> yeah. Anybody from around the world who want to chime in, please uh, tell us what your country does for public bathrooms. We'd be interested to hear. Please write us. <laughs> yeah. Next feedback, Fred. Let us know. <laughs> talk about the tour of the town. A three-hour tour. Let's start first with our fun little trio, our semi-love triangle, shall we call them? Uh, Hannah, Marshall, and Roy. Vomit! So, surprisingly, Hannah got chosen. Now, like you were saying, there were certain people that they were going to pick. I'm guessing Hannah may actually have been completely random, because they don't know anything that happened previously. Right, yeah. I think everybody was completely random except for Rebecca and Leah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and certainly they weren't going to let Caleb and Leah go. It had to be Rebecca. Okay. And certainly and it she was. Fight. Yeah. 
And certainly Hannah would be a random pick because Caleb was the one that got caught with the phone. Right. But the fact that then Roy was still going to be the one that went, I'm like, uh, why? I just felt like somebody's got to be watching and know something's up and I don't know. But we have Jude and Nestor go talk to Marshall. He's like, yeah, you're going to be a tour guide so we can Ah. find out more information. He seemed a little pissed. Yeah, yeah, just a little. Yeah. Do I get paid for it? No. That's a legitimate question. Right, well, yeah. But, I mean, come on, dude. You seem so freaking lovelorn anyway. The fact that I you know. know what's going on, and it's like, okay, well, we need more information. Hannah's going to be here, so you need to go talk to her. It's like, oh, yeah, you're not too broken up about it. Whatever. Yeah, he's ticked because he's got to work instead of making it pure hangout time yeah. with Hannah. Right. Which he does manage to do it anyway. Takes her off on that boat. Yeah. <laughs> and Roy, oh, good God. I was waiting for him to shoot Marshall, I swear. <laughs> yeah, in the back. Yeah, the whole yeah. time I was tweeting, going, oh, this is going to get ugly. Real fast. We got Homeland yeah. over here going to be super pissed in about 10 seconds. And there it is. Yeah. <laughs> but it gets even weirder. And that's what I didn't think was possible, because, like you said, Marshall decides to sneak Hannah off in a not-so-secretive way. Yeah. They run off, and then he jumps in a boat. So so he had that thing hidden away. Yeah. So some crap was planned for a while. So Roy, of course, was pissed, and uh, they have their little moment with Marshall and Hannah, and, oh, they kiss, and everybody online was like, please don't be <laughs> oh, her great no. something grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I... And Keep it in the family. Uh, <laughs> I had to laugh about that. But at I the know. same time, I'm like cringing going, have we figured out if they're related yet? No, not yet. <laughs> I was really hoping the answer was no, they're not. But I was yeah. worried. I'm kind of thinking the answer's going to be yes. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just kissed your granddaughter. Oh. Yeah, great times, whatever. Yeah, yeah. great, 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 great. Yeah. yeah. But still, ew. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, this is what made me mad. So he's pushing for info. So Hannah tells him everything. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> it's like, Wow, he totally ghosted her. This chick yeah. is bozo. I was like, seriously, dude, you couldn't tell by, like, the weird things she was saying before and the other people when you talked to them when they were in the camp. It's like, hello, there's weird shit going on. And you're like, yeah, I gotta go get booze. So I'm going to be down at this cafe, outside bar, whatever, drink it up, and I'm going to feel sorry for myself and be like, I should have went to L.A. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he knocked off a pitcher when Nestor came up to him. Right? He had like a full glass of beer and an almost empty pitcher next to him on the table outside. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's been knocking a few back. And what kills me is then you left Hannah there. She has no idea where the hell she is. Right. But somehow she finds her way back, I guess, to the, the pier or whatever, where everybody is. And I'm sitting there like, that is the biggest, like, dick move. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can well, think of. I'm like, wow. Well, you know, I think I think he's kind of he I think he's just like torn because he's the local bad boy number 1. Now, the police are having him do work related to a girl he just, you know, he's he likes. He just wants to have time to hang out with her. When he first talked to her when they first met at Harbor Fest, you know, some of the things she was saying were kind of weird, but I guess maybe he was trying to pass that off because he kept thinking about her and he did the drone with the phone and all this stuff. Now she tells him even more of the story. And I guess he's coming to the realization of, I just want hangout time with her. The sheriff wants me to do reconnaissance. This girl first sounded bozo. Now she really sounds bozo. And I'm going to talk about whiskey, but I'm going to chug a, a whole jug of beer. <laughs> I, I don't think he's like having a very calm day. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I, I think he's just so torn in a million different ways. And he maybe he and like he said, he's probably thinking I should have gone to California. Yeah, I don't know. It yeah. just seems like a, a total yeah jerk jerk move. Oh, it was a jerk move. Oh yeah. But you also got to remember 
She just told him she's from 2194. And he's already had an experience when he was a child with people just showing up out of nowhere. Yep. To him, could those people be coming from the future? Well, yeah. And so (laughs) he is really just, this just short-circuited a lot of things. But yes, and I agree, it was a dick move to just run, but he was trying to process a whole hell of a lot there. <laughs> and if he's not there yet, he's going to get there. Well, I'm glad yeah. we're all oh, on the yeah. same page that yeah, yeah, yeah. at least part of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But but I, that's what I'm saying. It's just I think it's just too much at once. Yeah, I can understand. I mean, I mean, think about this. Like if you got like if you're his age and if you got the hots for a girl or a guy and then you like talk to them, you know, like they always say, don't meet your heroes because you might end up disappointed. You know, it's like, you know, he's got the, the hots for her, or at least he really, really likes her. And he finally gets a chance to talk with her more than just those few minutes at Harbor Fest. And he's like, oh, God, she's like probably really like loose in the goose here. You know, she's <laughs> like, really? And, and that's got to be like, oh, crap. And I got to like tell uh, the sheriff or Nestor uh, info. Jeez. Oh, Take me to the beer garden. I guess. for Whatever. Ghosted her. Jerk. So it's, it's still a dick move, though. I mean, yeah, but... Well, we have a lot of that happening. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. the next oh, moment, yeah. when we see Hannah actually walking along and looking at kind of all the vendors there, she sees her locket. Yeah. And it's like, super psyched about it. And the guy's like, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember how much he asked for it. She's like, but this is mine. Ten bucks. It's like, yeah, it was yours. <laughs> Yeah, I found it on the beach. Uh, So that was rough, and she's, like, going to take it because, well, A, she doesn't have any money, which I thought that was weird that they're going to send her off without any money, but I guess whoever was leading them around was supposed to have some cash. And she's, like, fighting with the dude. No, because when Roy finally gets to her, he doesn't buy it till later. Oh, yeah, but it was a different agent first. Yeah, EJ. Who was a... Super D. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I Mondo Meat. I couldn't believe like the smack he was talking. Maybe it's oh, just me. No. I, I he think was... he I think he really, really likes his job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but uh yeah, then Roy comes up, he's like, I'm gonna take her back and you know, Hannah keeps going on about the locket and he just seemed again like uh his Little like puppy dog love, unrequited attitude. Right. Well, he's jealous now. He this his his buying the locket is now. He thinks he's going to one up Marshall. I was thinking that, but I wanted him. I wanted like the guy to say like it was like super old or something. But there, there's the timey wimey problem. <laughs> right. And I also wanted Marshall to somehow like come up on it and see it, but instead. We have Roy by the locket, and the guy's like, yeah, Romeo, don't open it up. Yeah. <laughs> and the price and went up. Charging, yeah, the 25. price went up. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was 45 but yeah. Oh, was he, it? 45 yeah. or 25 yeah. They jacked it up. So, of course, he's going to open it up and see. And it was weird, because it was kind of like an old picture of Marshall. And right. at this yeah, point, I'm hoping this is going to make Roy curious about what the heck's going on. And right. maybe not so jealous. But it's an old picture of Marshall about the same age he is now. Right, yeah. It's, it's not, not a like an older picture of an person. older Marshall, right. Yeah, it's an older picture of a present time Marshall. Yeah. It's it was weird. That's what I said. It's weird timey wimey yeah. stuff happening. Timey wimey. Don't blink. Right? Too much <laughs> happening. Oh yeah, he tells him, Don't look inside, Romeo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I think everybody online was at the are the same mind that everybody wants Marshall to see this locket. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's like, <clears> I, I want it to somehow trigger, like, I don't know, like it's his mom's or something. I don't know. I feel like right. it needs to have some kind of significance. Yeah. But if it doesn't but, trigger, yeah, but it can't be his mom's because she died when he was young and he, now, I guess but, it could have been her locket and, and somebody else put the picture. Right. In. I don't know. But if it doesn't trigger anything, is that going to freak him out about Hannah even more to where he's not going to want to have anything to do with her? Oh, probably. It's like, how'd you get, how'd you get this picture? Where'd you get this right, picture yeah. from? <laughs> yeah, because you know, 2194. Right. Yeah, how'd you do that? Because she did yeah. only say they said to find you. 
which she yeah. said at the Harbor Fest as well. Yeah. I, yeah. I think she mentions that briefly. She said, I had to find you. or I think she told him. There. Somebody told me that I could trust you. Yeah. I could trust you or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready to move on to Jude, Rebecca, and Leah. Hey, Jude. That was like the cutest little group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seemed like a family outing. It did. After yeah. everything that Jude had been through, we saw the history with his wife and all the stuff they went through three years earlier. Previously, we saw that three years ago. It was like, this is kind of a neat little outing. And they're like, Leah's on the swings and she's got ice cream. It's like, this is nice. And I felt like that whole, that little group needed that. Yeah. All three of them. Yeah. For different reasons. All three of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, Leah was just so excited to oh, be yeah. a, one of the first ones picked to go that, you know, there was no way, even though Caleb didn't want them to go, yeah. Rebecca says, no, 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 no. This is the first thing that's gotten her excited since we've arrived and she needs this. Yeah. Yeah, she just got better, and she's feeling good, and she looks good, and now she got picked. Like she's saying, I won, I won. She's all jacked up about it, and uh, Rebecca's like, you're not going to deny this kid this stuff. Let her go. Let her have a good time. <laughs> uh, but it was weird when they were in the gift shop. Who yeah. who was that guy? Was that the guy, the fisherman? that had? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't 100%. Yeah. Yep, that's the guy who pulled Reese out of the water. Okay. And hooked her up with the guy to get the credentials. The mafia. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And, also, and he's got a special postcard just for her. Here, you'll like yeah. this. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Because that was the first time we see the writing. Yes. Uh, but she seemed to know what it meant. And you go, okay, that must be Apex writing. Gotta be. So they got their own alphabet now yeah. yeah wow which makes sense that they would create their own written language so the commoners wouldn't be able to decipher it and they wouldn't know what was true. actually being published true very true yep so of course she hides that postcard from uh rebecca and leah mm-hmm. and we do see reese has got mm-hmm. her eyes on her yep so it's just a matter of time. The swing was absolutely, swing scene was absolutely fantastic. That was cool. That really was cool. The way um, Jude helped her figure out how to swing. It was a little bit sad, too, that she was never, I guess, able to be like a little kid. Right. Yeah. I like when she first walks up to it. She's like, it looks kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I'm thinking, you know, like a kid... If they saw other kids that might be a little bit bigger than them on swings, they might say that. But she was about the same age as the other kids. Right. So she never, like you said, never had the chance to be a kid, never experienced. What the heck kind of fun do the kids have in the future? Well, she did have to be hidden <laughs> away. Done. Right. I mean, and she picked it up real quick. Were turned in, were branded and turned into yeah. slaves. So, they, I mean, she picked it up really quick. Even Jude said, oh, you're a natural. You got it. Yeah. She was smiling like the like the biggest grin. It was neat. And, of course, they pass a painted mural of the whale jumping out of the water. A very cool mural, by the way. Yes. Happens to match her uh, postcard. So Whoa. she asked to go to the bathroom. <laughs> With the lid on it. Yeah. <laughs> But and it Reese seemed... is waiting for her and pulls her out through the roof. Yeah, and how many bathrooms have like a skylight? Yeah, I was gonna say, oh, I've it was seen like a that. skylight, right? I've seen that. I've seen that. What 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 got me was I would assume that there was only one skylight there. So what if somebody was like taking a dump in that stall? <laughs> she wouldn't have been in the stall right underneath it. You know, no. it's like I gotta wait here for a while. I wish this person would quit dumping. <laughs> I got to get underneath the skylight. Uh, good thing she that didn't to, happen. But she happens to pick the right one and nobody's there and up goes the skylight and there's Reese. Yeah. That seems like, I don't know, was she just able to like jump up high enough for her to grab her? What the de- What's the deal? Like, again, I feel like that was a very small like reach down to grab the kid. 
Right. Yeah. That looked like at least a eight or nine foot tall. Yeah. I don't know. Roof. So. Well, Apex and, have arms that stretch, I guess. Yeah. Maybe there's that. They're like Elastigirl in The Incredibles. You know? Yeah. <laughs> maybe Apex is like Greek for stretchy people. Maybe. There we go. And the reunion is great, wonderful, beautiful. They get down and they're tearing around the corner only to see Jude standing there waiting for them. It's like he totally knew what was going to happen. Yep. He knew what to expect when he was ready for it. And you get a little bit of a showdown between the two. Mm -hmm. Not what I expected, though. No. But like you said, he knew because. Rebecca wasn't there. Right. It was just the two. He walked around to the back of that building, back of the bathroom, public bathroom building, and he he was waiting. So he expected all of this. And when he first said, put this on, it might feel a little cold. And I was like, the hell's he going to do now? And then he's like, he's putting like petroleum jelly or whatever. And I'm like, oh, he's going to slide it off. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do it. But I thought it had some kind of like heart monitor on, on it, didn't it? Is that why no, that he kind of had it on his hand? No, that was the GPS. Oh, see, I thought it had both. Well, she might have had something else, but they put GPS uh, things on everybody on the bus. Oh, okay, right. right. Yeah. yeah. So that was just her ankle tracker. It was a wrist tracker. Yeah, I was just yeah. thinking it also had like a heart, heart monitor, so they're like, okay, we'd know if you took it off. Right. No, it's, it's not an Apple Watch. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's not a Fitbit. <laughs> Fit, Fitbit probably to them would be like, wow, that's so ancient technology. It's so 2018. <laughs> but of course, as they get in the vehicle and drive off, Rebecca sees them. Oh, no. Now. And breaks her heart. Right. Do you think it's. All right. I don't know how to put this. Do you think she was more upset that Jude let it happen, let Leah go back to her mom, who she doesn't like her mom because she just knows she's an apex, or because Leah reminded her so much of her child. I I think it was probably a combination of both. Okay. I would lean more towards A, what you (laughs) said. Uh, You know, then again, it could be like if the two of them together – like Wonder Twins, you know, like if the two of them together can do something that Reese can't do by herself, which is, I can't imagine what, because she seems pretty strong and resourceful yeah. uh, on her own. Uh, maybe that's what she's worried about, or uh, she knows that Reese would end up using her kid as a bargaining chip, you know, if she's really ruthless enough. See, that's kind of what I thought. I, I, I could see how it could be reminding her of her own child, but because she was saying something to you about you don't know what you did. You don't know what you've done. And I'm thinking, right. you, you, you know, all this time we've been saying it, they got to get together so she can give Leah a cure. Right. Once, the, once they established several episodes back that she could do that. Now it's like, is that the only reason? And now they're together, that's, that's all fine and dandy? Well, it was all fine and dandy. Or can they do something together that they can't separate? Who knows? I mean, that's... Hmm. Questions, questions. Always. (laughs) So. And Rebecca, by the way, you know, um, Jude is trying to get some info out of her. The sidebar on the trip with the three of them. And she's like, I can't talk about it. Right. And Jude kind of drops a few hints like, I know, like, from when you are. Yeah. I was like, yay, Doctor Who. And I know about it. And he keeps mentioning certain things to her and Rebecca kind of like is a little shocked that he knows but she kind of like he's like you could talk to me which I don't blame her for not trusting anybody <laughs> if I was in that camp I wouldn't trust anybody so and particularly if word has gotten around that Lindauer has a high position in government and there are others who have come across as well but he's, he's at least one person who's got a, a high government position I'd be really worried. But Jude trying to reassure her that she could talk to him. She's like, well, we're not supposed to talk about that. Because they all told him here, these topics are, you know, not allowed to be talked about. Yeah. I was like, thank God they didn't mention pistachio ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) So. hmm. I don't know. I felt really bad because, of course, when they're going back to the camp 
and they're on the bus. I mean, Hannah had her issue, and now Rebecca is on there looking so sad. Yeah. And she doesn't... I felt so bad for yeah, her. Yeah, I mean, Hannah's just like, what's wrong? And then she just hugs her, and I'm like, oh, baby, that's all they needed. <laughs> but going back to the camp, let's let's go back there and talk about our interesting survivor who had a rash that apparently those nurses don't understand what the heck a rash is. Really? Yeah. Oh. So we find out that she ended up sucking in a lot of water when they ended up in the ocean, and she somehow survived. Yay. And you think that she's going to be, I don't know, I was thinking she's going to be okay, and maybe, I, I don't remember which of you guys had brought up that Maybe she was one of the kids taken early that were like special, yep. and that she Steve did, okay, yeah. and that, that maybe she ran away. Maybe that's what this is, mm-hmm. and and she's gonna have information, okay. and it'll be great. Right? Yeah, like she says, I went from being a slave to being a prophet. Right, but she's yeah. really, really like stuck up. Yeah. <laughs> well, consider that she's considering where she is. Right. She's not in a, an area in which she's surrounded by fellow apexers. Mm-hmm. She's surrounded. She's in an area where she's surrounded by commoners. So I would assume that that's part of her her tood that she's bringing out. It's like we're not all buddy buddies here, and you know I got to stand my ground, kind of a thing. And it's just coming off as attitude, but I, I think that she's. Aware of where she is. Yeah, uh, absolutely she is. Cause and that's that's what's got her all Yeah, we see the, the flashback of being at the threshold with yeah. some man that told her not to talk to anyone. Yep. But as soon as she wakes up, she goes, there's work to be done. And she asked if somebody named whatever the name was right. uh, survived. Paid. Yeah, yeah, and they said probably in the water now. He, the, the, the male nurse said probably. I think he said probably or likely. I don't think he said, or he might have said must have been left in the water or something. Right. He didn't say it as a, as, I get into wording of things. I like, I like words. And <laughs> to me, to me, he didn't word it as a definitive. There was just something about it and maybe it means nothing. It's just a line the way the writers wrote it. But to me, there was something in there where he was just saying it because he really didn't know. Or he could have been trying to hide the information, but I think if they can't figure out what a rash and a brand is, I think he really doesn't know what happened to this person <laughs> she's mentioning. So, but to me, it wasn't like a flat-out declarative statement. Uh, right. Yeah, he's fish food. He didn't know if the the person she was talking about was his was her father or a relative, yeah. and so yeah, he was just trying to say no. Which to me leaves open the possibility he's still around. It's possible, yes. Yeah. Could have washed up somewhere else. Yeah, could be. Never know. You never know. That could be uh, something else we're going to see. But yeah, she right away said, you know, she got work to do. And what's your work to do? I'm going to redecorate my cabin. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. And it was weird that nobody else recognized what what was being written, though. I mean, I understand, like you guys said, maybe they had their own language, but you would think that they would know what it was, if not understanding what it said. Right. But the only person who knew was Caleb. Yeah, like somebody who is at least somewhat educated would know hieroglyphics or hieroglyphics, even though they can't read right. them. Yeah, kind of a thing. Or Chinese, Chinese or Japanese letters are Asian writing, even though they can't read what it is. So, yeah, you'd think they would know that was the apex language. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like Caleb was the only one, maybe that old guy that he was talking to who was, uh, well, older guy who was featured like a few episodes back, maybe the two of them, but at the very least, uh, Caleb, because it's that older guy who says to him, come over here and look at this. Yeah. So at least the two of them, I'm guessing, I don't think it's just Caleb, unless the guy was like, it could be, hey, Caleb's a smart guy, he might know what this is, so I'm going to show him, but I'm kind of guessing maybe the two of them know what it is. So one or two people at least know, and right. definitely Caleb. So hopefully we'll find out next week. Wee! Yeah. 
<laughs> but let's talk about Reese. Which of you gentlemen would like to talk about what happened? Because I was super ticked. I'll jump on this one. So at the hotel, Reese, after she's escaped with Leah, uh, is having a really nice time just hanging out in the hotel room and uh, probably spending some of that money she had in the in the duffel bag and that she got from the bank. <laughs> she wasn't <laughs> I love how we... No, I love how I love Nestor standing there going, "Oh, that can't be good." <laughs> <laughs> so she's there, and she's got this map. She's like, "All right, we're gonna play a game, and you pick different cities, and you tell me what living at each of those cities would be like, and then we'll pick one that you think we should go to." So Leia's like, "Okay," and she goes right into it. And what was the first squared butt? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the way it was spelled, it's really probably butte. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it was. So Here's a town called Squared Butt. <laughs> I was like, that's a total kid move. I like that. You know, she doesn't even know stuff. about SpongeBob. No. No. <laughs> no. And, and then Reese, like, at first, like, she puts out a look on her face, and I'm thinking, oh, she senses somebody's coming. Then comes the, the sound effect where there's, like, this buzzing noise. Yep. And I was like, what the hell is this? And we earlier see... Some couple of uh, creepy dudes sitting in like this dark room with radar, like tracking device on a screen kind of thing. And she hears this buzzing. And I was like, oh. And she just leans back, reaches for Leia's bunny. <laughs> Almost gives Leia a heart attack. She rips it apart. And sure enough, right inside the bunny, there is a tracking device. I was so mad that they did that. Yeah, me too. But you had to know something was going to happen with that because earlier, before they got on the bus, Reese has got her big gun ready to just take everybody out. Until and she just before she pulls the trigger, she happens to catch in the corner of her eye one of them walking up, and she sees that guy hand the bunny to Leah and then watches her get on the bus. Yeah. So he just... To me, he just picked it up off the ground and handed it to her. So somebody stuck it in there beforehand. Oh, absolutely. I don't think it was that agent there who picked it up off the ground. I think it was somebody no. ahead of time, yeah. Because all he did was just lean over, looked like he kind of brushed it off a little, whatever, and then he hands it to her. First, where I remember when she first sees it, and she's kind of looking at it like, what's this? And it's like, I think they call it a rabbit. And she's kind of like looking at it funny. Now she's like all into it. Yeah. And so when, when Reese rips the head off, Leah's like, <gasps> you killed my bunny! Mommy, you're a murderer! You committed bunny-side! <laughs> so she grabs a gun and grabs Leah, and they hightail it out of the room, into the car, and they don't get very far. <laughs> they really don't. The car is shot at. I don't know, was that like something they ran over the road that gave the flat, or they shot the tire? I, to me, it was I like think it they was ran the, over um... something. Oh, crap. What's it called? Those spikes they uh, yeah, throw on yeah, the road. Yeah, spike strip. Speed sp spike strip. That's it. And the one tire gets, you know, all flattened out, and then uh, they can't go any further, and the car gets kind of shot at, and then they throw these smoke bombs at it. And then uh, here come the agents in, in uh, in mass, and Reese is uh, fighting the good fight. It's like she's doing like she does. She can take on more than one person quite handily. In the meantime, Leah is being captured from the other side of the car. And she's screaming for her mom. And the only thing that seems to stop Reese, and even that is only momentarily, are the shock sticks. Right. It's like it shocks her, and then like a few seconds later, it's like she's almost, if not back on her feet, she's almost like back to normal again. They shock her again. Well, you got the whole mama bear thing happening, you know. Yep. So the adrenaline's probably jacking through her, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the shock sticks only seem to do so much, either because of adrenaline or Apex tinkering with their cell DNA yeah. and all mm -hmm. that malarkey. So um, so they don't get very far, and they've got Reese captured, they've got Leah captured, and they separate them. And then we see off in the distance Lindauer sitting in his car, and uh, he's on the phone saying, what was it, Target Acquired? Yeah. So, to whom he was speaking... I'm sure that was Eve. Eve, yeah. yep. And so this doesn't this doesn't fare well. No. No. <laughs> now, as long as Leah was under the protection of uh, the doctor and she was getting better, she wasn't going anywhere. 
Reese was on the loose, and she could obviously take care of herself. And everything except for the two of them being separated was working out okay, because they weren't being captured. Now, all that's gone to hell. So it'll be interesting to see next week how they have Reese detained. Because I got a funny feeling she's going to pull a Superman and, like, pull bars apart and climb out or some crap like that. (laughs) If she can leap up there, like I said after the first episode, she's got hyphen E-L after her name. Yeah. (laughs) Reese L. I'm telling you. So I I wouldn't doubt that she's going to, like, pry her her way out of a a jail cell or whatever they're going to do. So maybe they'll have to have her, like, like in the Incredibles where they had them all up in that. Uh, electric truck oh, yeah. suspended or something like that. So uh, so this will be interesting to see what's going to happen here. I mean, to me, the Apex folk would want to bring Reese back to their side. I don't think that she wants... I think she wants to be her own entity, to be honest with you. And I think that uh, if they want Reese for her curative abilities, because even the doctor was saying, you know how many people you could, like... Heal now. Yes. Yeah, how many people you could save? And she's like, oh, I'm more interested about myself and, and Leia. That's it. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bug off. And it doesn't fare too well for the doctor. Yeah, I don't know. It, it could be that they just, you know, they, they're going to try to convince her to come back to their side. Maybe we're going to get a little backstory if indeed she is uh, running Renegade from the Apex people and she's an Apex herself. Maybe we'll get a little more backstory there. Right. You know, a little more uh, flash forward when she was with Leah in the house that she and the guy she uh, was married to where they were staying that we saw several episodes back. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what's going to go down. Hmm. Mm. So many things that could happen. And we only have four episodes left, though. <sighs> Sad. But anyway, let's talk about something better. Hey, Steve. Chocolate chip cookies. That too. But Steve, did we get any feedback this week? Oh, we sure did. Our best friend from the Netherlands, Fred, sent us some audio feedback, so let's take a listen. Hello, Fangirl Zone podcasters. This is Fred with some feedback for the 47 Survivor podcast for Season 1, Episode 7 of The Crossing. First off, I was watching the latest episode, so Episode 7, the one we are going to talk about today, and I suddenly thought, hey, there is Jessica. Who the heck is Jessica for people who are not watching Timeless? Timeless had this uh, finale of season two. And Jessica is one of the nah, medium role players in uh, in the, the uh, NBC uh, series Timeless. Why did I think that? I saw Mayor Vanessa Conway and I really thought she was her. And then I looked it up and found out that the actress that is playing Jessica in Timeless is uh, Tonya Glantz, and she wasn't the mayor. The mayor was somebody else. The mayor was Natalie Brown. So I put a poll on, but not not many people reacted. To compare these two women, and if people would agree if they look alike, I was asking also what you thought of this mix-up. Was it understandable? Or would you say, hey Fred, you like crossovers so much that you see them everywhere, even if they are not there? funny was that both actresses did react at least with a like and natalie brown even answered with perhaps i should have a little head like jessica has in timeless her quote was i think i'm flattered i think i need a tiny hat and uh, you can uh, look at it on the on the facebook page second point it's largely frustrating that the crossing seems to be cancelled after one season and I really refuse to get discouraged by that and stop enjoying watching this series. I hope uh, you will feel the same and you will continue your podcast about this series. We just can hope we don't get an awful cliffhanger. Extra frustrating is, is that The Expanse is also cancelled by Sci-Fi for its fourth season. And it's quite uncertain. Timeless, of which I talked about uh, just before, will get its third season. All these series I give feedback for in their podcasts. Today is the 20th of May, so I hope when you are recording the podcast for this seventh episode of The Crossing, we will have some uh, news about The Expanse and Timeless. My hopes for The Crossing are unfortunately quite low. Not because I like that show less, but because it has a much smaller fan base, I think. 
The third point I want to make is I want to get back at a discussion in the podcast of episode 5 where I said it was quite unlikely that Eve would have had a child looking uh, 50 plus. And the two of you said... Talk about, so I mean, it's still a new baby. Right. Because if you're thinking she's in her 50s, that's not exactly too far-fetched. True. But maybe she didn't have a kid. And of course, that was also 10 years ago, so... Oh, I forgot that time. That was in 2008. Yeah, that was in 2008. They had that discussion on the steps... Okay. Mentions the baby, so. Okay, so she would have been maybe in her late 30s, early 40s. Okay, you know what? Then it may well be her kid. I was thinking, like, I just totally mixed that timeline. Right. Okay. Maybe Fred did too. Yep, that's possible. Because yes. It's possible. It's possible that Fred got it wrong. Of course not. Well, I'm joking. But first off, it was not 2008, but 2010. Because... In the episode, it was in, in letters announced that it is two years later. So, two years after the arrival of the first group, which is indeed 2010, and that is what you see written. Point is that even if it was 2008 or 2010, the extra still looks like 50 plus when she says this to Lindauer. And actually, she is 55. So, it doesn't matter when it was. At the moment she said it, she just looked far too old to have a child of one year. This uh, reanalysis did me realize, by the way, that she did all this quite quickly. So in a period of two years, adapt. So she adapted to the past world, get a husband, have a nice job in the financial world, and have a kid within one year. Quite quick. Okay, to the episode 7, called LKA. I I assume that abbreviation stands for last known address. The question I have, and probably many others, is who is and what is that Naomi? She is a young young Asian woman that is writing all kinds of apex text on the wall of her cabin. Is she apex? Is she a kind of apex? Or is she an apex collaborator? Or is she an apex prisoner? I think that she can be ca- uh, kind of captive because, for re- four reasons, uh, when she comes into the cabin, she asks, who has the keys here? The second point, she asks for markers, so she is ru- used to writing on walls instead of paper. Third point, she has that mark, that brand, also something you give captives, if you are afraid that they escape. And fourth point, Caleb says at the end, you belong to them, and... This sentence sounded not to me like belong in the sense of being a part of a group, but as belong in the sense of possession. Okay, going back to the beginning of the episode, I think Jude did a marvelous job with Lindauer in not letting him uh, intimidate him, and two, he was quite right in the assessment of what happened in the past and who Lindauer actually is and what his involvement is in the disappearance of Agent MRN. So, very good job, Jude. It was, by the way, such a sneaky trick to put the tracking device in Leah's bunny. A last remark. It's clear that Roy likes Hannah. I wonder if he will give her the locket. And if yes, with or without Marshall's picture. It looks like he could be a little jealous. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. Okay, Fred. You have been busy. Yeah, he always is. Yes. Goodness. That's what I like about it. He he keeps those wheels a-turning. I love it. Yeah, apparently, you know, he's able to find all this stuff. And he posted on our Facebook, and he posted on Timeless. The Timeless yeah. podcast Facebook page as well about uh, two characters that uh, seemed very similar to him. The mayor in uh, our episode and the character called Jessica from Timeless. And apparently they and both I, answered him. Yeah, on, the, on Twitter, which was very <laughs> cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. And I love how they talk about the tiny hat. Like, yeah. That's the, from Timeless, more obviously. It's a tiny yes. hat. I, I probably couldn't keep those fascinators on my head. Yeah, we just power attack them, that's all. And uh, let me see. Obsessive. Maybe a little bit. I can see how nah, you... He's a, he's a fan. That's right. Uh, they These two women do look very similar. Yeah, they do. 
There's no doubt about that. So it, I can see that <laughs> happening very easily. I'm a former fringe rock star. I can appreciate Fred's work. Yes. <laughs> I can appreciate it to a great extent. I really can. Now we kind of, yeah, he, oh, sorry, Terry, go ahead. That's okay. No, I'm just going to say, I, I think it's really cool that, you know, he takes the time to really get into all this stuff. Uh, to me, that makes it more enjoyable. I love it. He has found so many crossovers that we miss. Oh, no. Now we did kind of talk about your second point about a cancellation of Crossing, but we're still hoping. Uh, but hey, right. bonus, at least the expanse is probably getting picked up. It's in the works to go to Amazon. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. Now, Timeless, I don't know, because didn't they technically get canceled once and brought back already? Yes. So Yes. Yeah, the season that they just finished shouldn't have happened because this time last year, Timeless was canceled and NBC changed their mind at the last second after an uproar from the fans and decided to give them a season two. So I'm still going to hope. We shall see. Yeah. We can happen. That happens. I know we're going to fight about this age for (laughs) until now. I am so afraid if Fred ever seen a picture of me, how old he would think I am like a real picture. (laughs) Not my like pirate just had a a shot in the eye picture, you know, so I'm going to skip past it just because I don't like talking about women's ages. I don't know. (laughs) I should be Captain Sean Spano. I loved his point, though, at the very end, just to throw back with the locket, questioning whether or not Roy's going to give her the locket with the picture in it or not. Right. I love that because I was like, yeah, that would be a lovelorn Roy move. Like the guy told him, you're not going to want to look inside that Romeo. (laughs) That'll be interesting if he gives it to her and uh, if he leaves the picture in. Mm. And I think we've been pretty much on the same page. We all hated what they did to Leah's bunny. and yeah. I, I, it's, That's tragic. That's bunny sign. I'm very upset. <laughs> and, uh, yes, Jude has been pretty spot on not letting Lindauer necessarily get the upper hand and intimidate, but, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. And then, of course. I'm still sticking with my story that the, the, the young woman that's riding the apex is was one of the original commoner kids that was proven to be have a high intelligence that therefore Apex took and branded them and turned them into slaves until they yeah. well, got that what kind they wanted. Of, I was going to say, of course, I, I knew you had yeah. your, your theory with it. And he kind of goes along with that. Yeah, he does. So, yeah, I'll go along with that too. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So we can only wait and see what else is going to possibly happen with that. I'm going to see if she, like, you know, like, gets a scaffolding and, like, like Michelangelo and the Sistine Chapel, she starts writing on the roof of the cabin, too. I think that would be a trip. Or somebody can get her a notebook. Yeah, somebody, yeah, you know, like, can I have a notebook? Maybe she doesn't even know what a notebook is. There's a thought. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, once again, we thank you very much for that great feedback, Fred. You, You are on top of it. And us all the time, and we can't thank you Thank you, you Fred. And we also want to thank everyone on Twitter who is involved in live-tweeting the show. It's always a blast to talk back and forth with you guys, and we just can't say thanks enough for, for all the enjoyment we get, at, get from uh, your responses and replies. Fantastic stuff. Thanks thank a lot. Thank you. I don't tweet, so I'm just cheering from the sideline. <laughs> you got your pom-poms. That's fine. That's right. I always have my pom-poms. So, uh, hey, listen, uh, we ask you to please review and rate us over on that thing called iTunes. And uh, with good ratings and reviews, it really does help other fans of the show find us. So please tell your friends, and we hope you're enjoying the podcast. And as always, we want to hear from you guys. So put on your tinfoil hats and send us emails or messages or pictures of your theory. Who knows? But you can check us out at fangirlzone.com. You can tweet with us at 47survivors. Facebook, you can always send a message and show us comparisons much like Fred has at FGZone. 
our Instagram if you want to share pictures of, I don't know, you meeting some of these people. Who knows? Because mm. there's a lot of people out there that meet the stars, which would be awesome to share. You can send that to our Instagram at the Fangirl Zone Podcast. And like I said, you can email us because we want all the theories at contact us at fangirlzone.com. Theories. We love our theories. Anyway, uh, we should have like a little coral thing, a little bump. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening, everybody, to this episode of the 47 Survivors. We hope to catch you next time. And now we know why the Energizer Bunny turned down a guest starring role in this episode. This is Steve. Don't waste my time doing an impersonation of a human being. <laughs> and until next time.